0: To the Solution Focused Schools Unlimited podcast series. My name is Dr. Linda Metcalf, and I'm the author of Counseling Towards Solutions, the first book published in 1995 that took the solution focused approach into classrooms for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. Now, in its third edition, it is available on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. One day, some colleagues and I were talking about coming back to school and the importance of not just coming back, but actually addressing the elephant in the room, which is, oh my goodness, we're coming back with masks on. Oh my goodness, we're coming back and we're sitting six feet apart. When that kind of change happens, I think it's good to talk about it, but the way we talk about it is also important. So here's some ideas for the classroom that if you are a school counselor, you can relate to your teachers, and if you're a teacher, you can think about doing with your own students in your classroom. And actually you can do it even if school's already started, or whether you're virtual, or whether you're face-to-face. Here's some questions. The first one is to talk about how you have been dealing with things yourself. I think it's really important in education today that we as educators let ourselves be known as humans who also have emotions, who also go through things, too. So starting off and saying something like, you know, students, we've been through a lot, and just to share with you how I've been dealing with things over the past six months is, and then explain it. And then put the question to them. How have each of you made it through the last six months? Then tell us all some good things you've discovered about yourself during that time and listen to what everyone says. And then, now that we are back, how do you hope things go for our classroom? If we were to design our classroom, for example, from this point on, what might you want it to be? What would everyone be doing in that classroom when you came in tomorrow? Almost as if a miracle happened overnight. Because we have a chance now, students, to kind of start off brand new. And I'm just wondering, and I'm just really curious about what your wishes are for us as we go through the next few months. And after they've told you all these things, I'd encourage you strongly to write these ideas up on a poster board or maybe put it into your computer and print it off and give everyone a copy or just post it somewhere where students can see it, maybe even on your whiteboard or smartboard, and then ask them, Students on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 meaning we have achieved all of these ideas, which are fantastic ideas, where are we today? And let them think. And if they're a little below 10, which they might be, because after all, they're coming back and things are different, what would it take students to move up one point? When working with individual students too, again, tap into their exceptions or strengths. Maybe you have a student who comes in and is distraught over being so behind in work, or maybe you're talking to that student online who just can't seem to get it together. Ask them questions about exceptions, such as tell me times when you have got some of the work done over the past six months when things were really hard. How did you do that? Where were you? What would I have seen you doing if I were watching you on those days? What would your teachers have seen you do? For other students who are just very behind and don't know where to start, ask the same kind of questions. Hmm, so imagine when you leave my our conversation today uh, on our Zoom, or, or imagine if you go back to class after we finish talking and you were to do something just tiny on a small scale to begin to chip away at all of the work that you've gotten done, what might you do on a small scale that you might have done before whenever you felt like you had a lot to do? You could even draw in comparisons to things outside of school when maybe you had a chore at home or you had a project for Boy Scouts or you had drama lines to learn and it seemed enormous yet you somehow found a way, what did you do? Drawing into those exceptions, finding out times when they were slightly successful can make all the difference. And lastly, let's talk about parents who have certainly felt the challenge of working at home and taking care of their children and teenagers and making sure everyone gets what they're supposed to be getting done, done during the day. These are some ideas, some questions you might think about asking them. The first one, what did you learn about yourself over the past few months that you were proudest of I love asking parents that because they tend to not be thinking about what they're proudest of. They only think about what they've got to do when they get home. That gives them a chance to kind of reflect on what they've been able to do. Then, what has our school done well during the past few months to support you and maybe support your your, your children or your teenagers, and what could we do to make it slightly better if you had your way? And then finally, help them with some parenting skills based on their own skill level. Saying something like, if you had a wish for your child or teen during the coming weeks as school begins, what might it be? What might your child or teen need from you to help that happen? What else might they need? what else would they be doing? What are some workplace or even personal skills you have that might be useful with at-home learning for the next few weeks? And, for parents who are still kind of stuck with helping get their kids on track and motivated to do their work online, asking, tell me how have you gotten your child or teen to comply with other tasks before? before COVID-19 ever happened. What did you do at times when you really needed them to get down to work and get something done for school? Because the chances are they have helped their son or daughter do something before when they needed them to do something that worked. Or perhaps if they didn't do it as quickly as they liked, someone else did. Inquiring who else in your son or daughter's life has been slightly more successful in helping them to get done what needs to get done. What did they do? Oftentimes it's a grandparent, or a Boy Scout leader, or a teacher, or someone else very close to them. We can all learn from those persons in our son or daughter's life and the way that those persons approach our sons or daughters. And once we learn what they do, we can try those out too. So Looking around and finding those exceptions can be very helpful to parents and respectful to parents. That way, you're not offering any ideas. They're coming up with them all by themselves. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It is always a delight to talk with you. I wanted to share a conference I'm hosting in October. It is called the Solution-Focused School Conference. It is the second conference that I've done and it's the only conference in the world that takes the solution-focused approach into schools from kindergarten through 12th grade. I have gathered together 18 incredible people including a director who has implemented the solution-focused approach into her school district. She'll also be talking to us during that weekend. So join me on that weekend, and learn from so many people who are doing so many amazing things. Everyone will be sharing with you how to use their ideas virtually as well as face to face. To find it, go to Solution Focus School, that's all one word, dot com, slash conference, slash. And I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you.